things are afoot at the Circle K. chosen one to host the show, but hosting is a full-time commitment, and he's been a little distracted lately. Trinity, see what I'm talking about? Listen here, you beautiful bitch, I'm about to fuck you up with some truth. Watch the sass, Captain Sassy Pants. Yeah, you're kind of spazzing out, dude. You haven't answered my question. Yes, I did. You see, what You I... haven't answered my... I'm trying. You just need to let me talk. Why am I here? You shut up. You won't let it. No, you won't let it! I'm the one who talks! Okay, mouth shut! Ears open! You haven't had You do not want to see me get out of this chair! What's up, everybody out there in the land? Better known as podcast land is what I call it. You have reached the airways of strange things are afoot. At the Circle K, and I am your illustrious host, Johnny Doe. Thank you for joining me for another installment of this awesome, awesome podcast. And thank you for the opportunity to pollute your eardrums with some more uh, ramblings of a slightly unhinged everyday American, which is me, Johnny Doe. Yes. If this is your first time tuning in, um, I'm a regular dude with a regular life, regular wife, regular dogs, regular house, regular car. I am your typical everyday American. If you want to know what real America is like, not East Coast, not West Coast, not Hollywood, not Washington, D.C., but real people dealing with real stuff and how those people might view the world. You know, I think I have a unique perspective, um, and that's why I have a podcast, but it's up to you to uh, really dive in. I think we all have a unique perspective. I just have the ability to do a podcast. Um, some people don't. For whatever reason, they they uh, don't have the ability. I know I listen to podcasts all the time, and there's a lot of people that have a podcast that don't have the ability to carry on a coherent um Hmm. Broadcast. Let's just say that. <clears throat> not not hating on anybody. I'm just saying that they we're in the podcast era, and I say that because it seems like everybody has a podcast. Um, anyone that has um, the proper equipment and wants to jump on the bandwagon, they they do so. Uh, I'm in that category as well, but I'm in it for the long haul, people. And uh, even though. The quantity of episodes might not be there um, for someone that's been doing it for almost a year and a half. I can tell you right now, well, I have been doing it for a year and a half. I guess this is August, so it's been over a year and a half that I've been podcasting. But it's not about quantity. It's about quality. All right? So <clears throat> it's been over over three weeks since I've done my last podcast and uh, usually I say I apologize for that, but you know it is what it is. I'm you know I have a life, I have other responsibilities. Uh, I love doing this, but I cannot. I repeat, I cannot do a podcast if I'm not feeling it. 
I'm never going to subscribe to the philosophy of just get as much content out there as you can. I believe getting as much content out there that you can as long as it's quality. But if I feel compromised in some way, if I'm in a bad mood or I'm, you know, tired or whatever, I I truly believe that this broadcast will suffer. Um, I am proud of the 57 episodes that I've put up uh, because it is a true representation of my thoughts and feelings at the time. Not that things don't change or, you know, I don't go back and listen to that stuff going, oh, you know, I don't exactly think that or I didn't articulate that exactly the way I want. But um, the whole point of this podcast is to, you know, crack the door um, on some ideas, some thoughts, some conversations that need to be had. And it's not about being right. It's not about saying, hey, this is how all people think, or this is just how I think, or this is how the right people should think. This is about that everyone should have an opinion. And even if it's not well, you're not well versed in whatever that opinion subject is, it's important that you at least express it. And you can caveat that expression with, hey, um, I'm not well read on this, but just from an outsider perspective, my knee-jerk reaction is this. And then people can at least give a rebuttal, have a conversation about it, and say what their thoughts are. I've tried to do that with a couple different podcasters. I've openly um, talked about other podcasts saying, hey, I agree with this, I don't agree with this, or, or whatever else. And uh, you know, I've had one podcaster uh, get back with me and say, hey, I, I want your opinion on this. And I think the last... If I remember correctly, um, the last podcaster did that said he wanted me to do a show on gay people, on what I think of gay people, I think is what he said. And at first I was like, that ain't no problem. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, how do you do a whole show on gay people? You know, um, here's, here's the thing. This is what I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, and play ball with this scenario, even though this isn't what this podcast is about, but. Um, so basically, I, I believe this person is trying to get me to uh, rant about gay people when I really don't have anything to rant about. Um, I, there's a lot of things that I don't like about individual people. There's a lot of things I don't like about groups of people. And there are things I don't like about individual people within those groups. Um, I can safely say most of the time they are ideologies or the groups that I don't like. I don't see homosexuality as an ideology. I see it as something that you either are or you aren't or you're confused about, you think you might be. Uh, but nevertheless, that's not something that I have beef with because I don't give a shit. I don't, you know, I have some gay people in my family or a gay person in my family. Um, I have some very good friends that are gay, but after I thought about it, um, probably most of my gay friends, if not all of them, or I would say all of my gay friends are always women. And uh, the I have a couple male gay acquaintances, but um, you know, I have something in common with a lesbian. Most lesbians aren't what you see in the movies, right? I mean, they're, you know, especially in the military is where I meet most of the lesbians that I've become friends with, um, you know, usually they are, maybe they're sports minded, maybe they're a little bit more masculine, maybe they 
Um, you know, they're not very feminine. They're not, uh, they don't get their feelings hurt easy. Uh, they're kind of rough and, and, and gruff and opinionated. And, and those are the people that I gravitate toward. Um, <clears throat> not the gay men aren't some of those things, but the gay men that I've run into, they're flamboyant. Uh, they care more about fashion. They care more about, you know, watching the real housewives and watching, you know, talking about what you know, someone did to their hair or they're into like feminine shit. And so my wife, uh, all most of her friends that happen to be gay are men and she's comfortable around that. Why? Because most gay men are feminine and most gay women are a little bit more masculine. So it just makes sense that you're attracted to those type of people. Now, People always want to say that you're some kind of bigot because you don't want to be around, let's say, a homosexual man that's real flamboyant. And I don't see it as bigotry. I see it as I have nothing in common with that person. You know, it's much like uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious. He was talking about, you know, you could fr be friends with a gay person. You know, he goes, uh, you could go play tennis with a gay person, but afterwards, you know, you don't have a lot in common. It's like after you play in tennis, it's like, hey, man, I'm going to get a beer. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to suck a dick. Okay, you go have that dick. I'm going to go have that beer, you know? <laughs> and that's how I, that really is how I see it, is I can't really hang out with a gay man um, that is like that. Now, I'm sure there's gay men that are more like me. They just happen to be gay. I just have never met any of them, and I'm not looking to meet any. I don't, because I don't look to meet men in general to make friends. Um, most of the friends that I have are people that I've known for years, or maybe I served in the military with, or I worked with them at some point, but I don't go around making casual friends. So, um, I'm sure that's not what you want to hear. You want me to fucking rant and rave about how I can't stand gay people or something. But as far as groups of people go, um, gays are pretty low on the list of people that I give a shit about one way or another, as far as I'm not going to take up you know, uh, their political views as far as like rights and equality, that's their fight. That's not mine. If you tell me, Hey, vote for gay rights, I'll vote for it, but I'm not going to get out and, and fucking protest and, and, uh, and all that other shit. Cause that's, that's not my thing. Okay. And I don't have a problem with, uh, them not protesting or not, uh, being activist in with my things that they don't give a shit about. But the whole fact that some people just don't like gay people for whatever, you know, I think that's more religious or cultural based, you know, certain cultures, uh, you know, like Muslim culture comes to mind and things like that. And then just people that are just old fashioned, you know? Um, but like I said, flamboyant gay men, I'll never be friends with one because I don't the same reason with a, with a woman that's into all that shit, unless I'm married to her, I'm not going to hang out with her. I'm not going to, you know, um, you know, my wife is into a bunch of girly shit. And if I do girly stuff with her, it's because eventually I might want to have sex with my wife, <laughs> you know? And so there's a, there's a reason why that I, you know, in the beginning you try to like, oh yeah, I'll go shopping with you. Oh, let's go do this or, or whatever else. Right. And, um, I know that sounds bad, but most guys, I mean, uh, I remember that there's a, uh, married with children episode and he was, Al Bundy made friends with a gay guy that was kind of like what I was talking about. That is the anomaly, which is a gay man that's into all, it's real manly into all the man shit, but just happens to be gay. He liked football. He liked 
he liked to cook. He liked to grill. He liked to do all this stuff. And so Al Bundy was like super into this guy. And he's like, man, I would marry you uh, if it wasn't for the whole sex thing. You know, like he loved just hanging out with a dude. And so most guys, if it wasn't for sex, <laughs> would pick hanging out with a guy more than a girl, right? Um, I'm not a typical guy's guy, so I don't like drinking beer and watching football and all that shit. And so me, I'm fine hanging out with my wife um, on, you know, 99% of the time. I rather hang out with her than some of my guy friends. You know, every once in a while, one of my guy friends come to town. It's nice to go out to dinner or go, you know, talk shit or whatever about guy shit. Um, but nevertheless, that's, I guess that's my view on gay people. I don't know if that's what people were looking for, but um, I don't, I just don't give a shit one way or another. It's just, it's, it's a non-factor to me. Um, if I see a gay person, I don't go out of my way to try to be their friend. But when I see a straight person, I don't do the same thing. If I see two gay people, men kissing, it grosses me out. But when I see a man and a woman kissing that are unattractive, it grosses me out too. So, um, you know, people try to read into shit and they want to make people homophobes and all this other, it's like, I don't give a fuck, you know? Um, I'm not going to be friends with you just because you're gay. I'm not going to listen to your sex stories about you butt fucking your boyfriends and shit. Uh, but I'm not going to I'm not going to listen to to you know stories of two fat people fucking either. So um, basically, if I'm not uh, you know if, if one of my buddies is giving a sex story about some hot chick or something, it you know it might pique my interest. But if he's talking about going hogging and fucking some fat bitch, then I probably won't want to hear that story either. So. Uh, you get what I'm saying? It's not homophobia. It's just about people aren't allowed to just have their preferences and things they like and they don't like. You know, I like Mopar. You know, I like Dodges and Jeeps and Rams, um, you know, Challengers, Chargers, Ram pickups. You know, th that's the brand that I like, but I'm not racist because I don't fucking like Chevys or Fords. You know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So, um, and equating cars to people, to me, it is the same thing because it's, it's like, it's just a different group. You're into that sort of thing, then go fucking do it. But I'm not going to sit here and defend you. You d fucking defend yourself. You don't need me to do it. I'm not going to persecute you either. I'm not going to try to get laws that restrict your behavior. Um, but yeah, beat a dead horse here. So sorry, Pat, that's the best I got for the, uh, gay cast. Uh, I think Pat, you know, and this, I'm being hundred percent serious. I think he might have some gay tendencies because he gets very, like he, he got on a soapbox about like show tunes and going, um, going to the theater or something. And he like, for the next 10 minutes, he was defending his position about liking that stuff. And he didn't, and it's, I don't think it's gay and all this stuff. And I'm going, well, who, who the fuck's saying it's gay? You know, if you like it, you fucking like it, but he got very defensive about it. So I think, uh, he has, he's, you know, I think he was a college wrestler, so most of those guys, they secretly, you know, want to suck a dick at least once, if not twice. So, um, you know, he gets oil checked a few times in the wrestling arena, and he's like, hmm, I kind of like that. So, I don't know if that's what his deal is, but uh, hey, Pat, if you come out of the closet and you're gay, I'm cool with it, man. I don't I don't give a shit. Um, you can go fuck a bull queer any day, and, and uh, I will never vote for legislation trying to keep you from it. So... You do you, man. All right. On to the actual subject of this podcast. Now, most of my podcasts are very dense and very heavy and, and 
um, yeah, they get, they get, um, you have to be in a certain mindset sometimes. Um, oh, I forgot. Hold on. I have two official unofficial sponsors. It's something that, uh, that I have coined that term for a reason, because we don't take advertising on this podcast. We don't do any kind of sponsorship. And I like to still have sponsors. It's products that I enjoy myself. And it's usually something like a beverage that I am partaking in. Now, one beverage is one that I've talked about before. This is like a Starbucks double shot energy drink. It's, it's like a coffee energy drink. Um, I did away with some of the like NOS and Red Bull and shit like that. And I'll have one of these from time to time. Uh, a couple times a week, that's about it. But it's basically coffee with a lot of sugar. <laughs> okay. And But the next one, now this is something new I've discovered. Now I've talked about Body Armor sports drink before, but this is Body Armor water. Okay. It's called sport water. Now I went TDY. It's called temporary duty um, in, in the military. I went out of town basically for a duty assignment. And, um, and while I was gone, um, I saw this body armor water that they don't sell where I'm at. And I was, you know, bottled water is bottled water, but not really. I mean, if you drink Fiji or you drink smart water, it tastes different than Dasani and, and Aquafina. Not that any of them taste bad, but whatever. So I was looking at this and it has like the, it says superior hydration and it has electrolytes. And I'm a big fan of electrolytes without all the sugar and all that stuff, especially if you're in the military, you understand how important it is to hydrate uh, anytime you're, you know, in a country that's 125 degrees and full body armor for hours at a time with no shade, you, you would appreciate hydration too. So, um, so I appreciate this having electrolytes in it, but I really like the taste of it too. And so body armor, super water is my new official unofficial sponsor. If you see it, uh, buy it. It's, it's pretty damn good. I like it. Um, doesn't have like a weird aftertaste or anything. It's, it tastes like smart water. And I think smart water has electrolytes too. So, um, but yeah, I like it. So, <clears throat> and I can, and here's a shout out to, uh, <laughs> cause I had to buy this stuff off Amazon. Hold on. Let me take a drink of it. Yep. Tastes like water. Um, I got to give a shout out to someone on Amazon that left a review. <laughs> Yeah, this stuff's called body armor, right? So this guy left a review saying, this stuff sucks. And it was one page or a one star review. And he says, I poured this all over my body and it did, it did not stop one bullet. It does not work is what it says in, in giant capital letters. <laughs> I found it to be funny. Anyway, so onto the podcast, what I was saying is uh, most of the time my subject matter is extremely dense and you have to kind of be in that mood because I'm usually tackling a subject um, that, like I said, it's it's important to have an opinions uh, have an opinion about something. So this time, you know, I got to thinking about some, uh, not trying to do it like a lighter podcast or something, but just to have fun, just kind of a laid back, uh, not kind of get into weeds about political bullshit because you know we're not solving those problems anytime soon. <coughs> And there's the burp. Um, so I, I started thinking, I was, I was listening to the radio uh, or listening to my um, iPod, I guess you would call it my iPhone, the music on on my uh, on my phone. And I was traveling. I've been doing a lot of traveling lately. And so I've been listening to, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but sometimes you just kind of, 
you don't want to like listen to a podcast. Um, you just kind of want to zone out. And when you listen to music, for me, I'm not a, a huge like I listen to music all the time. I don't listen to music when I work out. And I've, I think I've covered the reason why on this podcast before. But um, I digress. Music, uh, when someone goes, are you a fan of music? I don't know anyone that can say no. Everyone's a fan of music. It's just what type of music are you into? And so um, I can definitely say that I'm one of those people that there's not like a specific genre that I just is my go-to. I just, it's whatever my mood is, you know? And I think um, nowadays, I think more people are becoming like that, where it's just, it's based on your mood. And so one thing I noticed as I was playing these songs is that they would change my mood and then certain songs would come on and it would spark certain memories. And, and that's like that for everyone. And it's, it's wild how music is tied to our memories, how we won't think of something for years and a song comes on and all of a sudden it sparks not only a memory, but an idea about something. Um, or a conversation that you had with somebody. And then uh, I was like, man, I, I had to do a podcast where I just do go through my playlist and I just listened to different songs um, and then kind of narrate what comes, if something pops to mind, a memory. And it might be fun to kind of go, and it, maybe there's some cool stories that, that can be tied to them. And so I was like, okay, let me not listen to some of this music anymore for a while. And then um, I was doing some training, and one of my um, uh, sergeant first class that I was with, he had his iPod plugged into our vehicle, and he started playing some songs, and it was songs that weren't stereotypical to what you would think um, he would be listening to. And we are kind of laughing, like, oh, you're into that? Oh, that's funny. I, I like this song too. And and um, it's it's interesting to see that, you know, people want to think that just because you're like a manly man, you got to listen to this type of music or you're a girly girl, you got to like this kind of music. And kind of what, uh, what I was just talking about with that other podcaster, um, him talking about like show tunes and stuff like that and him liking it, there ain't nothing wrong with liking what you like because you really can't control what you like. I mean, think about it. If you eat a food or you uh, smell an odor or you listen to a song, you don't choose to like that stuff. You just do. Sometimes you like it because of it. It uh, you associate it with something in your life that happened. Maybe a, a a prom where you kissed the the girl of your dreams. That song that was playing will always, you know, you'll always remember that. Or my wife and I have certain songs that you know people go, oh, this is our song. Well, this is our song, but there's a reason why it's our song, right? It 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 produces a certain memory uh, that we had at about a certain time. Um, and there are certain songs I remember we had, you know, me and the Sergeant First Class were talking about when we were over in Afghanistan, we would always have what are, what's called rollout songs. And before we left the wire in a vehicle, usually we, you know, uh, in the military, you wear these things like headphones are called CVCs. And, and so you could talk to people inside the vehicle because the vehicles are very, very loud. And so you can not only talk to people in other vehicles, but internally, everybody in the vehicle has these CVCs on. Well, if you are so inclined, you can wire in like your iPod. And so you can still communicate with people in the truck, but it's almost like the iPod is playing at a lower level through everyone's headphones. And then someone would always pick a song to roll out to. Like the story that I told uh, this guy was, 
we had uh, Here Comes the Boom from POD one time, and then we hid an IED, or no, we got RPG'd. And um, after that, we said, hey, uh, we're not going to play Here Comes the Boom anymore because uh, that one's bad luck. So we picked a different song. (laughs) So um, anyway, anytime I hear Here Comes the Boom, that's what I think of. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun to to do that. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do is just open up my iPhone and, and I haven't updated my iPhone in a while. So, um, I haven't lost any songs. I have a lot of songs on here from a lot of different shit. Now you're going to see that, that, you know, I have a little bit of everything on here and I'm, I'm going to listen to a song for a little bit. Um, you're going to be able to hear it. Um, I just threw, through a, a speaker just cause I don't want it, uh, I'm not that technically inclined to uh, to do all the the high speed shit, but basically, what uh, you're gonna see, hear what the song is, and if it sparks a memory, I'll talk about that memory. If it doesn't spark a memory, um, I'm just gonna probably go on to the next one. I'm not gonna spend too much time and just this isn't to show you what my playlist is, but it's also gonna open up, I guess, where people are sometimes uh, embarrassed about their guilty pleasures. And I can tell you right now, I'm not embarrassed about any music that I like. And it's probably maybe because I'm a little bit older. I'm just a little bit more um, sure of myself. I don't give a shit what people think of me. You know, um, uh, some people do. They're they're very self-conscious about image. Um, I, I don't care. So we're going to start. I'm just going to hit shuffle. I just put it on songs. So I don't, I don't, this isn't a playlist or anything else. I just put it on um every song that I have. So I, you know, hit songs on iTunes and I'm just going to hit shuffle and let's see what happens. And go. I don't know how to start shows. Oh shit. Louis CK. <laughs> oh, I also have comedy albums on here. Okay. Let me not do that. I'm a big Louis CK fan. Oh, okay. Well, this is pretty obvious because it's a it's an army cadence. So, I have a lot of uh, army cadence on here. This is uh, army rangers. Sometimes I just like to listen to cadence. Okay, some Lady Gaga. I went through a phase where I was really into into Lady Gaga. I don't know why. I mean, like I said, you don't choose why you get into something. This doesn't necessarily have a memory tied to it, but I definitely went through a phase where um, I liked a lot of her stuff. And now I haven't downloaded one song that she's done probably in five years. <laughs> okay, this is U2. I don't even know why this is on here because I can't stand U2. Okay, now this is just old school. This is just, there's some songs, they're just awesome. And this is one of them. And it just gets you kind of pumped up. Joan Jett. Okay, next. Okay. So this is from the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. I think Beck did this. Yeah. So, you know, this movie, Scott Pilgrim, um, 
one of the things I there's very few movies that I watch that I instantly just go, man, that's a badass fucking movie. This is one of them. When I first saw Scott Pilgrim, I absolutely loved. It. I love the director Edgar Wright. Um, it's based on a comic book. I never really read the comic book, but I loved uh, how he shot it and loved how he kind of paid homage to uh, the source material and the music in it was was phenomenal. It was really catchy, but it was one of those that like I like. I'm a fan of the music because it makes me think of the movie. I don't know that I just would have found the music on its own and liked it. It's the, more the association with um, the movie. But Beck did all of this. So, can't say I'm a huge Beck fan, but I like this soundtrack. I know what you guys are thinking. Oh, there's probably, this is probably like copyright infringement. And it probably is, but I don't give a shit. You know why? Because I'm, I'm uh, saying who, who did it. I'm not... Uh, you know, whatever. I'm not putting this on YouTube. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, that's nothing. Oh, here we go. This is an awesome song. An awesome singer. I've seen Jesus play with flames in the lake of fire. I was standing This is Sturgill Simpson. Turtles all the way down. Okay, this has a significant memory for me. Another time, glowing light within. Okay, this song is extremely important because I've never liked country music pretty much my entire life. Now, I met my wife, and she's from Atlanta, and she's, you know, my southern belle, and she loves country music. That's pretty much all she listens to for the most part, some pop stuff. Um, but she, she, because I loved her so much, I would listen to country music in the car with her. And so one of the things that, um, that I started doing is just trying to open up my mind a little bit about country music. And I was thinking, well, I, I like Johnny Cash. That's country music. And I like some old Waylon Jennings and, and, uh, Leonard Skinner. And I was thinking, okay, there's some stuff that has, it's either country or Southern vibe to it. So I'm listening to the Joe Rogan podcast and Sturgill Simpson's on there. And, um, Joe Rogan's talking about how great it is and stuff. And I'm thinking, well, he's, you know, buddies with this guy. So he's pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. And then he's talking with Sir Sturgill Simpson, and he was talking about stuff, putting things in his music that traditional country music really doesn't have. It has the sound of traditional country music, just the subject matter. And it really interested me, so I downloaded uh, his album. And I can tell you right now, I have three of his albums, and he's probably one of my favorite artists I've discovered in the last 10 years. He's phenomenal. And... Uh, I guess it's country music, so I still would never say I'm a fan of country music because most of it's dog shit, but I love Sturgill Simpson, and that's and this is the first song that I discovered that I really connected with. Um, it's it's amazing. There's a gateway in our minds that leads somewhere out there. 
You know, it's interesting because the song's about doing like psychedelics and, and kind of expanding your mind. And it's stuff that I can't relate to because I don't, I've never done any drugs. I definitely haven't ever done psychedelics. But I appreciate somebody giving that perspective. You know, and generally he, he talks about just kind of expanding your horizons, opening your mind a little bit, so. Okay, Sturgill. Ah, uh, Modest Yahoo. This is me getting in touch with my Jewish heritage. He is a Jewish rapper. And this is probably one of his better songs. And this is another song that I use just to kind of pump me up. Here comes the hook. This is what gets you into it. This is definitely a, a song that I would work out to if I worked out to music. <laughs> So I got into Modest Yahoo because he really interested me because he was this, like, he had like a Jamaican Islands flavor rap from a Hasidic Jew. And I was like, well, shit, this guy's probably got something to say that it's worth listening to because he's got an interesting perspective, right? So, God, my microphone is just driving me nuts today. It won't stay still. All right, Modest Yahoo. Could I be a DJ? Uh, Modest Yahoo coming in at 7.37 p.m. And clouds are partly sky... Well, well wait. <laughs> sky is partly cloudy. And we got a little traffic on the 210. Coming back at you with Modest Yahoo. Okay, I fucked that up royally. So I guess, no, I could not be a radio show host. Okay, next song. Oh, Okay. This is Epica. Never enough. So, okay. Um, let me let me let this play a little bit, and I'll tell you what uh, what memory this comes up with. Sing, bitch. I think this bitch is dead too. I think she got in a car wreck and died. Not to be morbid, but I'm pretty sure that happened. So, Epica is one of those. I got into them. Um, I'll, I'm sure some Within Temptation will will come up. But there's like four or five bands that I had a friend in Australia, a female that was a artist um, when I was a professional artist and we came into contact through a message board or something and we um, talked about art all the time with another group of people that were in this uh, community uh, back in the MySpace days. People back in the MySpace days. Anyway, so she uh, she was really into all these like European uh, gothic rock bands and these orchestra rock bands. And Epica was one of them, but she was super into Within Temptation and uh, 
um, God, what was that other? I I forget. There was there was three or four that she was super into. That she's like, hey, have you heard of these people? And I was like, fuck no, I don't listen to that shit. And she sent me a bunch of music back when you could like file share, you know, songs and back in the uh, um, Napster days and shit. But anyway, and so I started listening to all this music and I got really into it. And uh, so when this song's coming on, I remember around the early 2000s of being uh, into this stuff. Um, and I would listen to it as I was drawing. And it um, it was good music that really pumped me up while I was like uh, creating things. Okay, next song. Okay, Rackin' Tours. This, th- this song, okay, more cadence. I told you guys. I get down with some cadence. Oh, <laughs> this is a douchey song, but if, hey, can't hide it. It's on my fucking playlist here, or it's on my uh, my iPhone. Okay, for all you youngins, this is called Ario Speedwagon. This is back in the arena rock days. Okay, I can tell you right now, I've probably listened to this song as a teenage boy and fucking got a little teary-eyed because I was a big, fat pussy. I wasn't fat. I was a little scrawny pussy. <laughs> but music would make me cry back then because I was, I was such an emotional wreck. Okay. Ooh, okay. This is a little bit more manly. Obviously, I grew up you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, as far as my teenage years. And so, every kid was into Metallica. If you grew up in the fucking late 80s, right? See, this is going to piss a lot of people off because they're going to get super into it. And I'm talking over it, and then I just go past it. And they're like, fuck, I want to listen to that. Well, turn on your radio or go. You know, that's why these people, uh, you know, they should never get mad about trademark infringement. Because I'm, you know, and if anyone's going to get mad about it, it's definitely fucking Metallica. But, uh, hey, someone's going to download your fucking song because of me. So, shut up. I have some German listeners, and they're into this kind of shit. And this isn't one of my favorite Metallica songs, so I'm not going to get too much. Ooh, yeah. Here we go. This is, you can thank Joe Rogan for me being into this guy, just like Sturgill. Wheeler Walker Jr. This is just a this is just good country music that's funny. I'm telling you, download Wheeler Walker Jr. now. That's an unpaid endorsement. Okay, yeah, talking about jerking off. Eh, good, good tune. Oh. <laughs> 
You've been fucking rickrolled, motherfuckers. Yeah. People don't know where this shit came from. This was the fucking jam. Rick Ashley. Or Astley. I don't even know how to say it. So do I. If you don't know who this guy is, type in Rick Astley, A-S-T-L-E-Y into YouTube and look at how this motherfucker looks. <laughs> He's got like a super like deep voice and he's just this scrawny nerdy dude. <laughs> That's just another song. It just makes you feel good. Makes you like me. This was big when I was probably in like middle school. And so, uh, yeah, let me see. When was this fucking, I don't see a year on this. This is from his greatest hits anyway, <laughs> which it's one song. No, I'm joking. He, he probably has more than one. <laughs> the White Stripes. So I got super into the White Stripes once I, uh, when I was in Afghanistan. And I was into him before, but I had a new appreciation for him when I was in Afghanistan because I learned to play the guitar and I started realizing what real guitar playing was and uh, Jack White is real guitar playing. There's people that play music, and then there's artists that play music, and he is a true artist. I mean, him, you know, White Stripes, the Tours. he's just one of those dudes that's just a musical genius. He really is. Okay. Ooh, perfect circle. Maynard Keenan's another one of those guys. I'll, I listen to just about any, every band that he's ever been in. Perfect Circle is probably my second favorite next to Tool. Perfect Circle has some phenomenal songs. Tool's probably an overall better band, but Perfect Circle is right up there. This is Passive by A Perfect Circle. Yeah, good fucking song. So one day, maybe I'll get one of those mixers and be a little bit more professional with my quality. But, you know, hey, come on. You don't tune into this because it's professional. <laughs> okay, next. Oh, okay. I probably have this on here for my wife. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is a good song. Don't get me wrong, but I'm sure it was here for Christmas stuff. So Mariah Carey. You know, this bitch, I read somewhere that she makes $30 million a year just off this song. 
that that's how big it is. And I added to it because I downloaded it this past Christmas and put it on my fucking phone. Okay, you know, I'm not going to subject you to that anymore. Ooh, one of the best songs off the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack is Black Sheep. And and um, so I already told the story about Scott Pilgrim, how I really liked that movie. Well, then I really got into this band named Metric who actually did this song. And there's a couple songs. That, I think they did only one for this soundtrack, but I got into a whole bunch of their other stuff. Metric's pretty good. good shit there's nothing like a female singer who can sing and fucking rock i'm telling you <clears throat> okay let's move on all right a little jesse J. fuck i don't this is one of those where it's just like oh this is a catchy song you download it and doesn't really have any kind of emotional tie-in or memory leanne rhymes this is because i'm a patriotic american and i love america so i have a couple different versions of this song on here. So if you don't have some version of this song on your iPhone, iPod, whatever, then you're a goddamn communist. What song is it, Johnny Doe? I don't know, NFL players. Maybe if you get off your fucking knees, you would know what the name of it is. called the fucking national anthem. Bow your head. But stand up, bitches. Or don't. I really don't give a shit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, this is for the people that want to, you know, I, I understand. You want to protest, uh, all that shit, whatever. I think that there's maybe three people that even understand what they're fucking protesting. Everybody else is just jumping on the fucking bandwagon. They don't, they really don't give a shit about that, those causes, you know? You can see by the, how they live their life and spend their money. But uh, I digress. It's still a fantastic song. And if you've ever served this country, you will always get choked up at a good version of this song. I believe you me. So, okay. Alter Bridge. They're, they're another song I was, uh, you know, or another group I was into. No emotional tie-in, though. Oh, look at this. The Fifty Shades of Grey soundtrack, but I like this bitch that does this fucking these songs for the soundtrack. What's her name? Uh, I don't want to say it wrong. Hold on. See, it doesn't say. It just says soundtrack. God, what's her name? Oh, um, Ellie Goulding. Ellie Goulding. Yeah. It's a badass song, though. And I'll have to admit, this is one of those songs, and I have a few, um, that they make me think of my wife. And not and not just my wife, but it makes me think about how much I love my wife. I am a sap when it comes to expressing the love for that I have for my wife. 
and she is just a such a uh, a a perfect soul. There's certain songs that come on; it just makes me think of her, and so I'll play this song, and it just makes me feel all warm and gooey. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> See, I shouldn't feel too warm and gooey, but my wife right now, she's downstairs, and I'm doing this podcast while she's watching TV. I could easily go down there and, and get all gooey with her, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Maybe later. Okay, more Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. I have a lot of that on here. Okay, what's next? Ooh. I remember uh, having this song on my playlist when I was in Afghanistan. Um, it's just a good song. And if you don't know that this is Queen B, Beyonce, then you suck. That's enough, Beyonce. Ooh. Do you know who this is? Who's this? This is Mr. Elvis Presley. Now, there's certain songs that are just timeless, and this, uh, this is one of them. So... How did I get into Elvis Presley? I was never really into Elvis Presley. And then one of my good friends, who's actually a, one of my few friends that listens to this podcast named Jeff, um, I remember we were going on a double date once, this girl that he set me up with who had a big birthmark under her eye. And uh, she was really pretty. But um, everyone thought that I beat her <laughs> because the birthmark made her look like she had a black eye. And so I remember uh, we went ice skating and uh, kids kept coming up to her asking her if she fell on the ice and I felt so bad for her. Um, and me, I mean, I, you know, I was a, such a dork in high school. Shit, I didn't care if you had fucking leprosy, I would have dated you. But um, still, I wasn't good enough uh, for her, I don't think. You know, I don't think I did it for her. And I don't blame her because I was, I was a complete mess in high school. So, um, but... Back to Elvis. Um, I remember on this double date, Jeff playing in his in his uh, Trans Am. Uh, he was playing some Elvis, and I was like, "Why are you listening to Elvis?" And he's like, "Elvis is fucking badass." I'm like, "Man, you're a fucking dork. You like Elvis." And then over the years, I started getting into it, and I I kind of understood, um, you know, the appeal. So Jeff, if you're listening to this, uh, you're the one who got me into Elvis. I have Elvis on my iPhone because uh, because of you in high school so <clears throat> okay all right so let's uh, this guy's name is Mac lethal he's a rapper. I'm so I was super into rap. I can't really say I am anymore. There's a few guys I listen to, but the reason I listen to him is because he's from my hometown of Kansas City, Missouri. 
This is from an album called Irish Goodbye. It's not fantastic, but it's good. And so I listen to his stuff mainly um, because it makes me think of Kansas City because he mentions Kansas City so much in his lyrics. So this one doesn't necessarily um, make me think of Kansas City. There's one in particular that I think that's called Kansas City or it's called something. I don't know. It's, it's all about Kansas City, though. That That's the one I really, I really like. <clears throat> oh, you guys remember this jam? <laughs> this was big for a, like a minute. God, I don't even know who. Uh, Far East Movement. Have they made another song since then? Since this? This was big in the clubs, but uh, I don't know that they have had anything of value since this song was big. They're like a ripoff of the Black Eyed Peas, but it was a good song. Oh, yes. So Andy McKee, another guy that's kind of from my roots. He's actually from uh, Kansas. Uh, I can't remember if it's Topeka or Wichita, but he's from Kansas. I lived in Kansas for about 12 years. Um, in Kansas City, Missouri, he's not too far from where this guy's from. And I got into him um, by accident. I'm trying to remember. I think he did a cover of of a song that I liked and this guy just is a badass fucking guitar player and he's like just a regular dude and he fucking is awesome traditional guitar player he has lots of videos on YouTube you can put in Andy McKee and uh, just watch him play the guitar he does all his own percussion while he plays the guitar just fantastically talented you know there's there's just a few musicians out there and he's one of them that you just go you know even the songs that don't like pump you up or whatever you're just kind of in awe of the musicianship and he's just one of those guys who's just a phenomenal artist that will never be big because he's not commercial and he doesn't have a look and he doesn't have but he's more talented than probably 99% of the people that are millionaires for making music and it's a shame that our world is like that, that the, the most um, eclectic artists, the ones that really are doing something unique and have a true talent, they're rarely um, kind of at the top, you know, they're, but that's okay too, you know, I mean, they, they have a loyal, I'm sure he has a very hardcore and loyal fan base, um, but I digress, he's, he's phenomenal. Okay. See, remember I was talking about getting into all those uh, gothic rock? Well, this was the band that I super got into, which is called Within Within Temptation. Um, it, you know, I still listen to them now, and it and it still brings me back to my art days of sitting in my studio for twelve, you know, sixteen hours at a time, 
and trying to create things and just kind of living in my head and using my imagination. And these, these songs, um, helped kind of, I don't know, it, it kind of grounded me in that world. Um, especially when I was doing books about like fantasy type stuff, like Lord of the Rings type stuff, this, this music definitely brought me into that world. So interesting fact about this band, I think they're from, I believe it's Finland, and their first, this is their first like English album, and they still didn't speak English. They just uh, rehearsed phonetically the translation and recorded it in English, and they still didn't speak very good English. Now, uh, at this point, I'm pretty sure they do, and the lead singer, I, I'm, I can't, her name's escaping me right now, but... Uh, yeah, she speaks English now, but I just thought that was kind of interesting that they barely spoke English, but recorded an entire album in English. Okay. One of the best running cadences of all times. It's called Drip Drop, Drippity Drop Drop. I love singing this when we're running. If you ever ran in the army, you probably ran to this. Drip drop, a drippity drop drop. Rain's dripping down on my back. Drip drop, drippity drop. Oh, gave me a heart attack. So you know, reading cadences are are very important. For one, um, you talk to any personal trainer, there's something called a talk test, and if you're doing cardio, and you can talk to your client, and they can still talk back, um, then they're they're within their um, their uh, limits as far as their uh, heart rate. If they can't, then they're getting to the point of exhaustion where they got to slow down a little bit. So cadences are important because it kind of shows you if you can sing to the cadence, then you're running at a good pace and it forces you to breathe because of course you're singing and you got to take in air. So uh, yeah, running cadences, they are a thing. Okay, listen to this. Okay, if you grew up in the 90s, you know this one. Scott Weiland, rest in peace, brother. Um, Stone Temple Pilots, man, they were they were the shit. I was super into these guys when I was younger, when I was first getting into to rock and roll, because I was into rap, you know, was really the first music I really got into besides all the corny 80s shit. But um, yeah, 
They were pretty awesome. Stone Temple Pilots, STP. Oh, more Scott Pilgrim. Ooh. Little Africa by Toto. This is another song that is just more from my childhood than I remember from like elementary to middle school type days. Ah, Volbeat. When did I get into Volbeat? And how did I get into Volbeat? I think it was one of those that um, I think I heard about him online. Somebody was talking about him. And uh, I heard a song. The next thing I know, I was a huge fan. And I've bought a couple of their albums. And um, yeah, Volbeat's the shit. And what's cool is when I was playing guitar, um, a lot of their songs are... No, I don't want to say easy, but they're very simple chord progressions, and they're not hard to learn on the guitar. Yeah, Volbeat, man, they're good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, go ahead and start laughing. This is from the soundtrack to Frozen. Uh, my wife and I watched this together. She's super into Disney movies, and I actually really liked the movie, and I thought this song was really good, and I got super into it. I'm not going to lie. And so I downloaded it, and... If if I'm if I got it on shuffle and this comes, I'm always listening to it. It's just a good song. The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside. But you know, I'm not gonna subject you to Disney songs <laughs> any more than I have to. Ooh. I got into Skillet. They're like a religious Christian band, but why I like them is it's not overtly in your face religion stuff so um it's not like christian rock quote unquote um it, they're just you know they're good songs they're catchy i would say you know definitely this type of rock and roll is kind of my default is if you say okay what's the one genre you had to listen to this and nothing else for the rest of your life it would it would probably be this because newer rap annoys the shit out of me if it was like 80s 90s rap it'd probably be that but okay here's some more Volbeat now we're probably gonna start repeating some so I'm just gonna oh here's uh, Ariana Grande no memories tied to this just you know it's good music I'm not ashamed to listen to Ariana Grande. I mean, I probably wouldn't have it blaring in my Jeep with the with the top off and me singing to it, but. <laughs> More uh, Mac Lethal. Oh, right here. You want to talk about a good memory? This is one of the songs that really got me into rock music when I was a kid. Living Color. 
cult of personality. These guys fucking shredded. And, uh, but there's not a lot of songs that they, I mean, this was pretty much their hit. But this song, Cult of Personality, I mean, it's, it's so iconic that it's, it's, it just goes down as one of the iconic rock songs of all times. So you got to have that on your playlist. 12 Stones, you know, it's just another one that is just like, oh, that's pretty good, and you don't really give it another thought. No memory tied to that one. Epica, I already talked about them. More Volbeat. Evanescence, you know, uh, I was like everybody else in the early 2000s. I was into them. Okay, Fergie, yeah. And, you know, I had one of her albums, so sue me. <laughs> More White Stripes. Ah, cold. This is another group that reminds me, every time this song comes on, it reminds me of Afghanistan. For whatever reason, I listened to this stuff when I was in Afghanistan a lot, and it brings up memories of my battle buddies. Um, I remember sitting in the B-Hut with them. Um, it's like uh, our little um, eight-man shed we lived in, basically. Um, and we would just listen to music when we weren't on mission and, um, this song would be on quite a bit. So, <clears throat> so, you know, this is one of those songs when I really think of that, I don't want to say it chokes me up, but it kind of does because I, I miss those guys. Yeah, good stuff, man. Too bad that guy's a heroin addict. This is more skillet. So this is a beautiful theater. I, I more I, Louis C.K. Like, um, what I do because I get his album hilarious is one of the best comedy albums of all time. If you're a fan of stand-up comedy, I mean, it doesn't get much better. And I don't care if he whipped his dick out and jacked off in front of some lady. It's between him and those fucking ladies, they they can come to terms. He's still a funny ass comedian. Okay, I'm not going to play comedy on here. <laughs> okay, more... Uh, ooh, look at this. You want to talk about some douche chills? You want to give me shit about some music I'll listen to? This is Nick Jonas. Good song. I love it. I even like the... I like Nick Jonas. He's in a... TV series called Kingdom that's really good. He's in Jumanji. I like him. That's just a good song. You know, I don't give a shit what you say. You can't deny it's a good song. All right. That's what I love about pop music is it's just catchy. I mean, it's like doesn't make any sense. Like, I don't know what the fuck you're singing about. I don't care. You might be singing about blowing a guy. But it makes me tap my foot. So if uh, if you can make a song about blowing a guy and makes me tap my foot, I'll listen to it. Cold. That was a good band, but that guy is just one of those fucking heroin dudes. 
I'm sure you keep hearing those emails go off. I'm going to shut down this fucking email while you guys listen to this music. Okay, next. You know, I have that's a, there's two songs called Stupid Girl on here, and the other one's by uh, No Doubt. Another Ariana Grande. Don't give a shit about that. Shine Down. I was really into them for a while. Ah, it's more douchey. Hey, I, hey what? It's in sync. What are you gonna do? Deal with it. Yes, I used to dance with this shit. you really want to know what this makes me think of well i'll leave that story for another time (laughs) that's a teaser i'll wait for the another song if there's a song that comes on i have a very good story for you people but the right song has to come on nope not that one no not Katy perry okay within temptation again memories you know White Stripes, Sturgill Simpson. You know, a lot of these, I've, I'm have i looking for something. Ooh, this one. Okay. So this is off the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. And this is one of the few songs that when I listen to it, if I really, really stop and listen to it and think about the lyrics, it can almost make me cry. And I haven't cried in probably a fucking decade. It's been a long time since I've actually cried. And I bet you I could get there with this song. Because this song, for whatever reason, last time I listened to it, Annie Lennox is singing it. I'm going to let you listen to it here in a second. But it's about dying. And it makes me think of my dogs for some reason. And I always think when my dog Rocky dies, I'm probably going to play this. I'm going to have a little service for him. And I'm going to play this song. And I guarantee I'll be fucking weeping. Because my dog died. Annie Lennox is a bad bitch. I will tell you that right now. She's awesome. Just listen to this for a second. Like I said, that's that's one of the things I love about music. And, you know, it's no secret. Um, I joke about it a lot, but um, I don't know what it was. Um, It's easy to blame the war uh, when I went to Afghanistan, but I know emotionally I'm kind of a broken person. I don't have... um, 
the full spectrum that I should have. And one of the reasons why I like to listen to music sometimes and sometimes why I don't is because it does. It, it, it stirs up some of those emotions. But why I love it and love songs like this is because it makes me feel human again to um, feel what I think I should be feeling. I don't have the same variety of emotions. I, I have numbness and anger and frustration and, you know, anger, <laughs> more anger, but I don't have some of the other, other ones that I should. Uh, sympathy, empathy, um, compassion, sadness, um, grief. I don't feel those things. You know, I've gone to multiple funerals in the last, you know, 10 years and I haven't cried at one of them. And they've been some of my greatest loved ones and good friends and, and, um, whatever I, you know, I'm not going to get too deep into that, but that's for some reason, this, this kind of stuff can bring it out in me. Um, and I've said it before, the only things that really make me sometimes, you know, I, I will go through certain scenarios in my head and it, it, it might start to choke me up or something. Um, but I'm always waiting for that next thing to happen in my life. Um, and I'm always scared that I'm not going to react the way that I should. I remember going to my grandma's funeral who I lived with my grandparents for nine years. They raised me from age five to 14. And I went to my grandmother's funeral um, here just a few months back and everyone was crying and stuff like that. And I, I mean, I could not even fake it here. I just wasn't, I had felt nothing. Um, and partially, and I don't, I don't feel wrong about that. Cause she was 92 years old and had dementia and all this shit. And I'm like, Hey, that's what happens to 92 year olds. They die. And, uh, I think there's worse things in the world than a 92 year old dying. But, um, you know, I, I just, I feel guilty though, that I don't have, um, you know, I've, I've said in my last podcast or a couple podcasts ago that, you know, real men should not sit there and just weep openly. And I, I will stand by that to the day I die, but there's a time and a place that you need to be able to grieve. Um, and that's what human beings do. And you can be the source of strength to people around you. And then later, um, grieve when you need to grieve. But, um, I lack that, that muscle or that bone or that whatever that is, it's dead. And, um, I'm constantly looking for something to rebuild it. So anyway, sorry to bum you guys out with that fucking sad ass story. <laughs> Hopefully some backstreet boys are going to be next. <laughs> That'd be a good follow up. Oh, well, you know, Papa Roach, they're almost as good. So, you know, Papa Roach is just another another one of those fucking metal bands that you just fucking good music that pumped you up. More Sturgill Simpson. Oh, Sarah. Now, this song has significant meaning to me because my wife's name is Sarah. And even though this song is about him disconnecting from his wife because he's gone all the time and they start to fall apart and him trying to remember you know, um, that wanting her to remember that he's a good guy and that he, he wants that connection again. Um, even though I've never lost that connection with my wife, this is one of those songs that makes me think of her and makes me appreciate, um, the relationship that we have.
and I can tell you right now, if I haven't seen my wife in like months or something, this, this could probably do it for me as far as choking me up. Um, I haven't been away from her that long. I think five weeks, the longest I've been away from her. So I run always She said if there's something I should know, tell me before I go See it even just listen to it now, you know, it, it makes me think of it's almost like um it makes me sad for a relation, my relationship with my wife going bad, even though it hasn't, you know, it's almost like a future prediction of why it's important to, to not take things for granted. Um, because you know, um, it can, it's easy to do the relationships go South. I've had many relationships and all of them obviously have gone South except the one I'm in now. So you should always, you know, People always think because they find the right person or hypothetically, if I find the right person, it's not work. No, it's always work. The difference is when it's the right person, it's, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like it's, you're motivated to do it. It's no different than doing a job that you love or doing a job that you hate. A job that you love, you still have to work hard at. It's just you don't mind doing that work because it's very fulfilling and gratifying. So forgive me if sometimes I seem a little crazy. But goddamn, sometimes crazy is how I feel. Yeah, just damn good song. Okay. <clears throat> See if I can get to a... Uh, Jeff. More, more Elvis. See, I told you, you got me into it. I'm more into stereotypical Elvis, though. <laughs> More cadence. Okay, we're about to wrap it up. I know this podcast is going long, but I was trying to get to some more Sturgill Simpson. His second album is so good. Or third album, excuse me. Elvis. Viva Las Vegas. This this thing makes me think of something bad. My first marriage, I was married um, in Vegas, and... Uh, I don't regret it because it brought me to where I'm at now. I needed to go through all that shit, but um, it kind of puts a pit in my stomach to think about my first marriage because it, uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> Little hot, red hot chili peppers. Cold. Little Volbeat. Okay, I think we're winding down here. Let's see if I can find uh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I'm telling you, I have a shit ton of cadence on here. Up, oh, Louis C.K. More cadence. No, oh, there's metric. I already talked about metric. Ooh, I was super into Tenacious D at one point. I still am. I still love him. I was into the movie, into the TV show, the DVDs. The live concerts, the albums, everything. Oh, 
it's just good. It's good music and it's clever and it's funny. So, uh, can't take it too serious, but I like it. Okay. Lord, it was just, you know, there's a lot of like hit songs that I go, Oh, that's a good song. So I'm going to download it. Like I got some Cardi B on here just because it's kind of like the, the cool thing now. And I like, and I like it. So why not? I don't care if I'm fucking 44 years old. I can listen to some Cardi B. Surprised none of it's popped up yet. Well, you know. Of course, everyone's a fan of this guy. Because this is just, once again, genius music. Genius rap songwriting. Probably one of my all-time favorite Eminem songs right here. Cleaning out my closet. Okay, the memory tied to this Eminem, you know, um, definitely was in one of the periods of my life when I had a lot of angst and I could really identify for the hate and vitriol. And you think I'm hateful now? Trust me, when I was in my late 20s, early 30s, I had a huge, especially my late 20s, I had a huge chip on my fucking shoulder. Got in a lot of fights in my 20s. And I mean, uh, I didn't take shit from nobody, and that was not a good thing. I had fights in multiple jobs. I was ordered anger management classes, all this shit. It was bad. But I remember listening to this song, like I'll be getting ready to go to work. I worked at a place, uh, this General Mills plant. And I would listen to music like this and some hard rock and stuff, and it would get me angry to go to work. And I would go to work with just this bad fucking attitude, and I would clock in and just like be waiting for someone to say something to me so I can tell them to fuck off. You know, <laughs> oh, I had some issues, but I was an artist, a struggling artist, and I, through my artwork and through some of my writings and stuff, I definitely vented out a lot of that anger. And so my early to mid. 30s were a lot better and of course i'm just a jovial no hate in my heart now right people <laughs> i can't believe we haven't come across more rap because i'm uh i was a huge rap fan back in the day but i guess i don't have too much on here some more uh oh there's some right there there's some uh missy elliott i think she's really good Really talented rapper. Lose Control. Classic early 2000s rap. She's just another one of those that you can't, you can't deny how talented she is because she's not, she doesn't look like, uh, She's not a sex symbol. She's not Ariana Grande. She's not Taylor Swift. She doesn't. She's not cute or anything like that. Um, she's just a bad bitch that knows how to fucking rap, you know. So that's pretty awesome. Now, this is when I was talking about some of the country music I got into when I first met my wife. This is one of our songs that uh, every time it comes on, of course, I think of my wife. And I know no one listening to this is like, gives a shit. But, you know, those kind of songs are important. And they might not be important to anyone else. And that's what's cool is a song like this is, you know, it's kind of innocuous as far as, it. you know, there's a million songs like it. But when this song comes on, 
I can have those memories and no one else really, they're just liking the song. And so that's what's the beauty of music is it can mean one thing to one person and really mean something significant to somebody else. I have Michael Buble on here and it's just because of Christmas songs. I downloaded a whole bunch of Christmas songs the past couple Christmases because I'm kind of a bah humbug kind of guy, but my wife likes Christmas music. So I'll download stuff just to play for her. It's a little early for Christmas, though. <laughs> Look, more cadence. I'm telling you, people, I get down with some cadence. All right, where are my fucking people that grew up in the late 80s, early 90s? If you don't know this, kill yourself. Wait, that's what Kurt Cobain did. Or did he? Mmm, mystery. Okay. Oh, here we go. You guys know who this is? It's called Run DMC, one of the first rap groups I got into. And then the probably the biggest rap group I got into was NWA. Um, and I was super into Ice-T, Eazy-E, Dr. Dre, all that. Ice Cube. God, why that YouTube song keep fucking popping up? Wheeler Walker Jr. A lot of Wheeler Walker Jr.'s popping up. Ooh, there's some T.I. Now, I'll tell you some memories that come with this song here in a second. This is just a hard-ass, like, gangster-type song. You know, like... I do all this gangster shit. What do you fucking know about that? And so when I was in Afghanistan, we took a lot of video, a lot of pictures. We Some of us had helmet cams. That was before GoPros, but they were a different kind of helmet cam. But anyway, I was really into video editing and um, kind of chronicling our everything that we did overseas. And so I started making a deployment video. And this thing, I was just going to kind of put highlights of our deployment and it ended up being like a two-hour video. And I uh, made it into four chapters and would burn it on DVD and gave it to all the infantry guys uh, that were in my uh, my infantry platoon. And um, I put music to a lot of the different um, stuff that was going on. And this was one of the songs that I used on our deployment video. And I used it for um, a couple of firefights that we got into that we had on video of um, some pretty hardcore shit. Um, so when this song comes on, that's what I always think of, is that video. This song and the song Die, Motherfucker, Die, Motherfucker, Die, yeah, those make me think of that deployment video because I used that, those songs for that shit. Ooh, yeah. Okay, let me get one more good one here. I'm just gonna I'm just kind of scrolling through. Oh. Okay. Remember when I said that I was kind of a hot mess when I was younger? An emotional fucking wreck. Well listen to this song. Tonight it's very clear. 
This guy's name is Peter Cetera. This is off the Karate Kid soundtrack, Karate Kid 2. <laughs> and this song used to make me fucking weep when I was about 22. Why? Because I was a fucking emotional mess. I would get in fights and then I would cry over my girlfriend breaking up with me. I was a fucking typical 22-year-old guy. But this is all I listen to is songs like this. And it made me just sit there and, and, and cry like a little bitch. I had a lot of bitch in me back then. I probably do still somewhere, but I pretty much tied tied up my bitch and locked it away somewhere. And it might be dead. I might have killed it. It's probably still in there because I can still remember this shit. I still remember listening in my, uh, had my Blaupock fucking stereo system in my 89 Mustang driving around and listening to fucking Chicago and Peter Cetera. This guy used to be the lead singer of the band Chicago. And so I'd listen to those fucking albums and just sit there and feel sorry for myself. (laughs) What a bitch. What a bitch. Good song in a bitchy way. In a, in a, in a crying little bitch way, I mean. Jack Johnson? No thanks. Stained. Ooh, Eric Church. You know, my my uh, song. My wife got me into this song. You know, country. Any country I listen to, I blame my wife. Or Joe Rogan. <laughs> Ooh, Rage Against the Machine. Some more angry fucking music. I'm telling you. I used to love the angry music back in the day. Ooh. One of the first uh, really good songs that I learned to play on a guitar. This is so easy to play on guitar too, but it's it's fucking rocking, man. Bull beat, heaven or hell. This chord is so easy. So that's what that song makes me think of is when I started learning how to play guitar. I was super into it. I stopped drawing and just played the guitar for about a year for hours a day. And then I just fucking, like I do everything else in my life, I just one day stopped. <laughs> and just, still have a guitar, but I, I don't ever pick it up, like never, ever. And I don't know what it is about me that I learn something, no matter if it's art or writing or drawing or playing a guitar or playing a sport or something. I just fucking stop and I just don't do it anymore. Like my buddy Jeff that I talked about earlier I, uh, we were really good friends because we played on the same hockey team together. And then I just stopped playing hockey and he's been playing for the last 20 some years. And, um, you know, I used to be able to hang. We'd probably be comparable. He was better at certain things and I was better at other things, but by no means was I a lot better than him or was he a lot better than me. But I can tell you right now, he would skate fucking circles around me, um, because he kept that skill alive and I let it die. I don't know. Something about my personality that I do that. One day I'll stop doing this podcast and I'll probably never do it again. <laughs> Let's get bored with shit. I don't know what it is. Okay. We're an hour and 30 minutes into this, so let me... Okay, pick a destiny. I was looking for one specific song. But you know what? I'll have to do a, a sequel to this because I have some really good stories. Um 
that those songs, when I first got the idea to do this podcast, there's particular songs came on in my car and I was going, oh, this would be a good fucking story. But uh, it's got to happen organically, people. You can't force it. You can't force the magic. Um, if you like this uh, podcast um, or you want me to do it a little different or something, let me know. And then maybe I can bring out some of those some of those stories and do it again, do a sequel podcast to this. Um, but thank everybody, or Jesus Christ, thank you, uh, comma, everyone. Thank you for listening, uh, tuning in, downloading, supporting uh, this podcast, telling a friend. That's how we grow this. Um, I reached another milestone last month. Uh, I, I A couple months ago, I was bragging to have over a 1,000 uh, subscribers to my podcast, um, and I've doubled that already in one month later. Um, actually, more than doubled it. And so I, I greatly appreciate it because... Again, people complain about this podcast um, being having a terrible name. <laughs> you know, uh, strange things are afoot at the Circle K. You know, just call it strange things are afoot. I don't care. I wanted something that was unique. I didn't want to use my name. I didn't want to say this is so and so with so and so. It is what it is. I don't give a shit if the name. If you think it sucks, it's it's mine. It's my own. Um, but with that being said, it's not going to spread unless people spread it and, and tell their friends about it. And uh, this is a niche, 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 whatever uh, type thing where not everyone's going to like it. So I know when I get new listeners, it's because somebody gave it to a friend or recommended it. Most people aren't just going to come across this because I really don't do any advertising. And the only promotion I do is is a little bit of Twitter here and there to my like 500 followers. So um, I really do appreciate it because it's fun for me. Uh, I like to think that this is uh, reaching somebody and somebody's getting something out of it, even if it's just a little entertainment, just like uh, there's podcasts I listen to that I don't think about them the moment I shut them off, but uh, they entertain me during my during my commute and, and I appreciate it. So I appreciate you guys. So as always, a foot podcast at Twitter, a footpodcast.com footpodcast gmail.com if you need to email me anything um, I got a YouTube channel that I haven't done anything with for a long time but um, this is probably going to be the last podcast for a couple weeks because we, I am getting ready to move next week um, into a new house so um, I'm going to have all my equipment boxed up here pretty soon and uh, won't do another podcast probably till I unbox it and get it set up because I'm about to go out of town for another week due to work so thank you uh, hopefully um, this scratches your itch, uh, an hour and 30 minute podcast. And until next time, everybody, be kind to one another. Peace.
covered in hair. 